messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're here to talk commercials, folks. We're talking about the good ones, we're talking about the bad ones, and we're talking about the ones where people say weird shit like this. You are boring me to death, and I am already dead. You're boring me back to death. Classic. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. So, we woke up this morning, didn't have an idea for our show today. I said, you know what? I'm going to go... See what's on the old DVR. What weird things have you DVR'd? In the and what past did I say? I said I bet there are some half episodes of Columbo on there that I thought I want to know what happens at the end of this Columbo episode. I didn't find any Columbos. I found one. Something <laughs> I probably that, watched them all and deleted them. I found one movie that I thought was going to be basically I was going to watch whatever you recorded and see if I could find some weird commercial breaks that are outside of what I'm usually seeing, which is like baseball games and stuff. Uh, I did find one movie, a nineteen eighty. Movie called Tequila Sunrise. Does this oh, ring any bells to you? Probably. I mean, I like obviously I did hit record on it. Um, but unfortunately, is it like a sexy thriller? That's what I most like to record. I'm always walking in on you watching sexy thrillers. Um, <laughs> that's not even a joke. I'm looking this up. Unfortunately, it was on the movie. It was on the movie channel, like um, Stars or something like that. So we did not uh, have any commercials that I could pull out. That Tequila Sunrise is a 1988 American crime thriller written and directed by Robert Town. It's got Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, it was a Kurt Russell. JT Walsh. Oh, God, I love J.T. Walsh. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was the Kurt Russell that made me click record. Okay, so where am I going with all of this? Um, I found a couple of episodes of Jeopardy from, I don't know, several months ago, and I thought, oh, maybe there will be some good commercials in here. We can just like break down all the commercials in this Jeopardy show. But instead, one commercial jumped out at me, and it was for a funeral service. And a funeral I, service or funeral insurance? Uh, the one that I saw was for a like a, a place that will plan your funeral oh, service okay. for you. The thing is, I didn't know what it was for until the very end. And I was like, that is a weird commercial. And so I thought, what if we just do a show all about, like, you know, death industry yeah. stuff? Because we're like, this is a comedy podcast. (laughs) Is it a comedy podcast? I mean, no, that's probably... That's a lot of pressure. And extremely generous. Yeah. Um, But we do try to err on the lighter side. Um, So we are going to be looking at that. And also you found a commercial and I found one that that kind of used death, but it's not for maybe a death-related product or service. So I'm actually very excited about this concept and I can't believe that we hadn't already done it, frankly. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. When you sent it to me, I was... uh, I was very eager to to start looking. Um, I this also has the feeling to me of one where we could easily put our foot in it. Yeah. Um, you mean just kind of like insensitivity? Yeah. Yeah. You have one listed in here that you said really makes you laugh, and it just makes me sad. So we're going to talk about that one. All right. You're nervous. You're, now you I just feel... made, you just made a, you're, you're, Genevieve is making the face she makes when she's scanning her brain. <laughs> I wish I could take a photo of you right now. Uh, also, we will check in with you guys, the Ad Council, as always. A couple of follow-ups on last week. Um, plus, uh, we got a note from a listener who wants us to take a look at a new, a, not, well, new-ish, AARP commercial starring Danny Trejo. Do you know this one? I have seen, I saw that. Um, that headline uh, from the listener and I'm excited to see this because I always love it when like AARP goes with um, unconventional people who have aged into AARP uh-huh, yeah. and Danny Trejo is surely that. Yes and it to give you a little tease of this conversation uh, from where I'm coming from on it is I literally didn't know who Danny Trejo was until he started appearing in all these commercials ironically uh, a Super Bowl commercial from several years ago for Snickers was the, everybody was like Danny Trejo playing this crazy character. I'm just like I don't really know who Danny Trejo is. Now I only how know have him. I had Con Air on in this house nonstop for 18 uh, years, and you don't know who Danny Trejo the, is. He was in Breaking Bad. Uh, he was uh, well the, by the time he was in Breaking Bad, the, oh, you knew. the okay. Snickers commercial already aired. So anyway. Uh, we'll talk about all that. Uh, first, though, let's get busy living or get busy buying. See you at the 
alternate title, by the way, The Dead Don't Buy. A little spoof on the movie we saw this weekend. I've been thinking about that movie a lot. Yeah. The Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch film. Uh, it's a, a zombie movie. I talked about it on TBTL today. Uh, we don't have to turn this into a movie review podcast, although somebody should start one of those. Um, but now that it's been like 48 hours or whatever since you've seen The Dead Don't Die, do you find yourself liking it more or less than you did when you were watching it? Well... I think it didn't strike me as much as you did. I enjoyed myself while watching it. I like Jim Jarmusch. I um, I appreciated it for what it was, which is not so much a zombie movie as a movie about zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, I enjoy meta criticism and meta meta kind of discussions of things. And I love zombie movies, so I enjoyed it. Um, and it made me laugh, but I don't know that it was like that. It felt especially weighty or substantive mm-hmm. to me. Oh, definitely is not substantive. I don't really know how to say that word. I'm going to learn how, and then I'll say it again next show. And that's right. how you build a narrative <laughs> and an audience. <laughs> and an audience. Um, the only reason I asked that is, I mean, I enjoyed watching it. I've been thinking a lot uh, about it since because it does some kind of weird things and it leaves some loose ends but I enjoyed watching it and I still enjoy it uh, the memory of it but there are some movies that I watch that I really like in the moment and then I think about it afterwards and I start getting pissed off about the way things didn't line up or or whatever so I for some reason I had a weird feeling you might have that reaction to that film no I think it just didn't really you make just aren't a huge impression it. okay alright well this first commercial that I saw in an old episode of Jeopardy today we see uh, a bunch of people I think it's a bunch of people um, riding motorcycles or is it just one person riding mo- uh, mo- yeah we see a bunch of people riding motorcycles in like kind of a a nice green uh, area it's a roadway but it's pretty lush and nice looking and um, in the middle of all the motorcycles there's a guy driving a motorcycle that has a sidecar in it kind of a classic sidecar and um, there's nobody in that sidecar we don't you know we don't get any real good close-ups on it anyone who calls it a hobby doesn't understand we know that a person's passion is what drives them. Now we see these motorcycles are driving up kind of into a walkway area. Then they're at a fancy building and two well-dressed gentlemen like Dorman open up the doors. And the guy who's in the motorcycle, who's on the motorcycle with the sidecar just drives right up into the hallway. And then everybody stands up and starts applauding as he drives up into the actual building. And that's why every memorial we create is a true reflection of the individual. And now we get a close-up of the sidecar. And what's in the sidecar but a picture of a dead biker, a presumably dead biker. Yeah, like a, like a nice framed photograph with, of, of this biker. Yep, with some flowers and stuff. Only a Dignity Memorial professional can celebrate a life like no other. Find out how at DignityNashville.com. I got to say that really was effective that for was me. on a Jeopardy commer- or Jeopardy episode that we taped. Yeah, I think we might have a recurring or we had a recurring thing going. Yeah, no, but I mean, Jeopardy it episode. seems very local to Nashville. Why would that be on a Jeopardy that we that was aired in our geo? Oh, did that say something about Nashville at the end? You know what? They have them in Seattle as well. The one that the one that was on our TV was a Seattle one. Oh, I see. They you must grabbed, be a national you just chain. This from that was the only one I could find online, online. of that it. commercial. Okay. I didn't. You know what? I totally blanked out at the end. I didn't realize that she said something about um, Nashville um, and then that got me looking at their website they also did this one uh, that is disco themed you see um, a whole bunch of people of all different ages including some older people at a 70s style disco and everybody's all discoed out Gloria always went big So we helped her plan a memorial service that no one would soon forget. This one's for you, Gloria. Everybody's dancing, having a really good time. Um, I got to say, and it's pretty, you know, it's well produced. It doesn't seem cheap at all. A lot of these we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Very very local ads. These are nice. I mean, they really kind of inspire you, actually. Don't they? Although that one reminds me so much of Mystery Men. There's like a, there's a big disco scene in Mystery Men. And that like really evoked that for me. Uh Uh-huh. But 
that's probably not how most people will associate associate it with um yeah i think those are great like it's what it's a creative approach to a difficult subject and it's makes you think like oh how you know how would I want my life celebrated? Yeah, it really leans on. It's more than just selling their services, but it gets you to think differently about yeah. what you would think a service could or should be. Every other one that we watch is going to have, well, some of them are really low budget and kind of unintentionally goofy or maybe intentionally goofy, but none of them really embrace this idea of celebrate death. Yeah, or celebrate know, or a life. Celebrate a life. Or maybe celebrate death. <laughs> that would be a bold move. <laughs> that would be a bold move. Remember a few years ago, some woman died and her kids took out, like, wrote an obit oh, yeah. that was just like, she was. She never had a kind word for anybody. Yep. She was such a nasty person. Yeah. She is not missed. And it was like kind of like, on the one hand, part of you was kind of like, yeah, she sounds like a piece of work. Sounds like she kind of got what she deserved. But then on the other hand, it's like, ugh, that's so, it, we're so programmed to like, Never speak ill of the dead, you know? And it's one of those situations where it's like, can't you just say nothing? I almost wonder if, you know, we live in a day and age where people know if they do something like that, they're going to get viral attention and then they get their 15 minutes, right? So that's yeah, where, suppose. that's why I get a little eye rolly about that stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I did my work for the day. The rest of these are yours. <laughs> what was this? So you, oh, you found a couple of these mass mutual life insurance. Yeah. So the, the vast bulk of ads that you're going to watch uh, on Jeopardy or any or any programming that is primarily aimed at older viewers is going to be about term life insurance. And if you're getting term life insurance, the big thing they're selling you on is. Uh, I'm not exactly. It says whole life insurance. I don't know if the what difference does term is, mean. I don't know. I don't know what term means. I don't know what whole means. Life insurance. But okay. basically what they're selling you is like funerals are expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and they say it exactly like that. I mean, that they practically too. do. Yeah. I mean, they some, some was of that the, a ghost or Dracula, by the it way, was a, it was Dracula a ghost. Ghostula. OK, the ghost of Dracula. <laughs> I was nobody made that movie. <laughs> Someone probably has. Um, I so I don't know someone I'm sure who knows about insurance could tell you the difference but a lot of these are for insurance that will pay a benefit upon death uh, to pay primarily for like funeral costs Mm -hmm. and they really try to put the fear in people about how expensive funerals are they can be thousands and thousands of dollars that you weren't expecting and you can get this insurance whether you're sick or healthy there's one specifically for like do you have diabetes you can still get this insurance I didn't see that one I didn't include it because it was exactly the same, except there was like a line about like, are you diabetic? Mm. So um, all that is to say, it's a lot of elderly people or people who are like not on death's door, but people who are sort of in like their late 50s, maybe early 60s, reckoning with the fact that like, oh, you know, Clara's husband died and she's really in a bad way. Mm. What are we doing about that? You know, can I offer one clarification because I just looked it up. Uh, term life insurance means it's going to pay out to you, let's say, on a monthly basis for a amount of time, and then it will end. Whole life insurance will go until the end of your life. So if we had whole life insurance and then I died, mm-hmm. you would continue to get payments for the rest of, for my the life? Rest of your life. Oh, interesting. Well, good to know. Um, well, I don't like the way you said that. Well, it's not like I'm taking out some sort of double indemnity clause we'll on you. We'll see. Um, so anyway, I like these mass mutual. There's a there's a huge shit ton of these vendors who who sell this stuff, and a lot of it is like a respectable looking, serious white guy, often named Alex Trebek, looking at <laughs> looking at the camera very seriously and saying like, "Do you want to leave your loved ones with a mm-hmm. burden after you die? You d- I know you don't, so you mm-hmm. better get this. There's no health exam." Um, so what I like about these mass mutual ones is that they do a little they do a little play beforehand, and the acting is not Oscar worthy, but it's kind of enjoyable. Like there's, so, the first one is these two women. They're volunteering at some kind of food bank or soup kitchen, and they're having a conversation about a friend of theirs whose husband has passed. Karen, hi! I didn't know you volunteered here. Yeah, just started, and I love it already. Oh, I know what you mean. It feels good to help others. Mm. It's really good to see you. Oh, thanks. Hey, how's Mary doing since she lost her husband? No, I'm afraid she's having a tough time. Oh, dear. Well, they didn't have life insurance, and so she's really struggling to pay the bills. 
You know, Jim and I don't have life insurance either. Really? Now, that did this moment strike you in this commercial too? Uh, how so? So the woman who says really, I feel like is told to, to walk a line and is written to walk a line where she doesn't look too judgmental or get too explainy on things. She just, <laughs> her face just gets really concerned. Interesting. Yeah, kind of like interesting, like really? And it's like there's a tiny minute, like she's almost confused by the fact that somebody wouldn't have life insurance. Yeah, we've been putting it off. Not sure what kind to get or if we can even afford it. Do you have a policy? I do. Nothing big, but it'll help cover expenses and it's affordable. Maybe it's just what you're looking for. I'll show you after. Let's get this out. I also love the fact that she says not nothing big, but it's affordable. Like it's not. Yes, I have the best plan in the world. I'm That's, covered for this and that. It's the just like, big pitch for yeah. all of these is like it's pennies a day. It's really affordable. Yeah. These 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 policies are you know not gonna break the bank. Anyone can afford them because I mean a lot of the people who they're pitching these to are on a fixed income. Yeah, but it's a real like NBD, not a, you know, just yeah. whatever, just got a little thing. It's just peace of mind that we're it's selling. Just, that's that's literally, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the salesman's pitch, right? I'm selling peace of mind. You know what's so funny? We, we met a couple of weeks ago with um, a financial advisor and he was asking us about our life insurance. We were both like, Yeah, you know, like we just were like sort of looked at each other, like I don't know, maybe through work or I always get it through work, but I something or who cares? Yeah, and he was like, you should think about it. And a lot of these, you know, he was explaining like it's Mm -hmm. it's you know to compensate for the other person's lost income when they if they pass, and it just you know, and we and I was sort of thinking about it, and then a lot of these commercials are like, are you between the ages of forty and eighty? And I'm like, oh no. I am. Yes, a lot of people are. <laughs> like until recently, these were sort of not aimed at me. Turns out that's almost half a century. <laughs> yeah, turns out like most of America actually because <laughs> right. of the boomers. Right. Um, we have one more. I got to say, I like the skit in that one a lot more. By the way, that commercial then goes on for another like 90 seconds. These are two minute commercials. And the only reason I bring that up is because it again, it really um, it tells you or indicates what kind of programming these are dropped into. Yeah. These are like kind of late night. Fairly cheap sp- slots. Cheap slots. People ha- can't sleep. You get older, you can't sleep. Right. You're watching reruns. You have more free time. You're retired. Yes, you're watching the Golden Girls at midnight or whatever. And um, and by the way, that is not judgy at all. I have watched the Golden oh, Girls God, yeah. at midnight many times. Um, yeah, I hope there was not any implied judgment. Yeah. That's why I see these. Yeah, exactly. So this one, we just have a couple... And they're in their own kitchen making, I guess, a casserole, huh? Mm, that smells delicious. Thanks, but it's for Sandra. I know. Such a shame about Will. I'm glad you're doing this for her. I just wish we could do more. She's got a lot on her plate now between William's hospital expenses and his funeral bills. She also lost his pension when he died. Makes me wonder. I've been thinking the same thing. And you know, sooner or later, one of us may end up in the same position. And I think we need to protect ourselves with life insurance. We don't have that kind of extra money. If we were going to get life insurance, we should have done it years ago. Well, it's not too late. I looked into it. Mass Mutual has a policy designed to cover (laughs) the things we need. Wait, why are you... What do you think? What are you doing? I think it's something we need to do. If you're age 40 to... That one is a little bit more awkward, I I think. It's a little... The acting is a little more awkward. The, The male actor is... Yeah, not as great as the other three actors that we that were part of this series, but it's just something about the little play that they that, mm-hmm. that they start these with that I like better. I like it as an approach better than I like the guy in a suit like yeah. putting his elbow on his knee and like looking into the camera. You know, yeah. I wish they had said something about Will. What's the name of the woman that is left behind that they're making the casserole for? Sandra. San- Sandra. You know, I feel bad for Sandra, but Will was a real asshole. <laughs> I think Sandra's going to meet somebody better. Um, now this, yeah, is, I want more gossip. <laughs> this, yeah, hey, Mass Mutual, if you're listening, wouldn't that be great? Like, I want to see the gossip episode uh-huh. of this little uh, community. I want to get to know this whole community. Well, I'm just glad that Will. I imagine that they live in like a retirement community together. You know, it's like a 55 or older. 
if there is an upside to this, at least Will passed away without ever finding out that Sandra was cheating on him. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. This next one is the one that you like to laugh at and mock, where I think it's actually kind of uh, touching while it does suffer from some production issues, I suppose. Would you like to explain what's going on in this one? I don't remember which one this is. Oh, this is the one um, where you say you think it's funny that uh, this lady's just wandering around in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, this is funny. I don't think it's funny. It's not meant to be funny. And it's not going to be funny to the listeners uh, because you will not see what I am seeing. But it's talking about like what it can feel like when a loved one dies and you can feel lost and confused and things are chaotic utterly true mm-hmm. and I know we have listeners out there who've lost loved ones please know that I am not in any way making light of or belittling those that very terrible experience what makes me laugh about this ad is that uh, there's a the woman who is clearly I think the ber- the bereft she uh, probably the widow is in a sort of what looks like a city park basically and she's sort of just wandering aimlessly toward a pond and like a bush that's at the edge of a pond and it just sort of looks to me like if, if no one interrupts her progress, she's just going to sort of wander haplessly into the pond. <laughs> the real awakening. <laughs> sort of, the, sort of an, the awakening. Um, but then, uh, luckily, her her granddaughter finds her and hands her a bouquet, and then her family surrounds her. And it, I mean, it's all meant to like sort of create a literal picture of like being surrounded by loved ones and and found and rescued from your feelings of mm-hmm. loss. It's just something about the way she's... She's this very presentable... She doesn't look, like, haggard or anything. She looks just very, like, nice and put together and, and nicely quaffed. But she just sort of <laughs> drifted towards the pond as to liter- to very literally depict what it feels like to be lost. And there's a kind of a janky edit at the end where she's walking, and then all of a sudden we see a close-up of her hand, and she's apparently stopped walking sometime in the middle of this edit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we just see a young girl's hand take her hand, and it does remind me a little bit of that Arrested Development uh, statue <laughs> where it looks like a boy <laughs> found a, disembodied, a, a hand. disembodied hand, and it's supposed to be about missing fathers, I think. We know it feels like your world's falling apart when you lose someone you love. At Pinecrest Funeral Home and Cemeteries, we can help you hold things together, take care of a million things that must be done and bring chaos into focus so you can cope. When you're overwhelmed by loss and don't know what to do, <laughs> make a single call to someone who does. Pinecrest Funeral Home and Cemeteries. And then the rest of the family comes out and gives her big Like, don't hugs. go in the lake. I think the thing is, like, I see, I read this as being some sort of wooded area that's probably near the cemetery or, you know, the, the place where the service is held. And honestly, I'm not just trying to make you feel bad for laughing at somebody who's going through something, but you should feel bad about it. I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm just getting kind of like, I'm just a big, mushy guy these days. I do... It evokes for me when you go through a tragedy, and I've ha- I haven't gone through any major tragedies, but even the the ones that have rocked my world, you do become sort of dazed. Yeah, and and I'm just thinking like, God, if I was at your funeral, if we just put you in the ground, I would be just like so dazed and walking around. Well, don't go in that pond. Okay, <laughs> please right. don't walk right directly into the pond. Just Are remember, you cheating on me with Will. <laughs> Again, I I am not in any way. Um, trying to laugh off the feelings that are being described mm-hmm. in that ad. There's just something about the 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 camera or the shot, the camera work that makes me just like just sort of made me laugh. Well, here's one that's supposed to be funny, and it's not for a um, death services or life insurance. It's just uh, for the thing though. that'll kill you. <laughs> Doritos. You found this one. I think this was a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, here it says it here. Super Bowl 44 spot, right? I didn't remember this one. Did you or did you stumble on it? I just stumbled on it. I didn't remember that it was from that Super Bowl. And you got, uh, it's a funeral scene. There's a guy, um, there's a couple of guys in the front row at the funeral. And they're talking about how their friend really pulled an awesome prank, right? Is that how you'd set this up? Is is very unclear to me. I my sense is that they think he's really dead. Oh, I don't think so because they say at some point in this commercial that like, oh, this is going to get him out of work for at least a week. 
Oh, okay. I thought it was just sort of incoherently written. Uh, it might be. We're being kind of incoherent now. Let me set this up. So we're we're at a funeral scene. You hear these two guys talking about how uh, their friend is in the casket up at the front of the church and how they've filled the casket with Doritos. And then we see a shot inside the casket. Not only is he like kind of covered in Doritos in there. And he's he's eating, in a bath of Doritos, which he's also eating. eating. And he's got a tiny little TV in there and he's watching a sporting event. At least he got his dying wish. A jumbo casket full of Doritos. <laughs> See, like, she okay, seemed, you're the right. lady seems to think that he really died. You're right. Those two people think they're dead, think that he's dead. But now I think we're going to hear two other guys, like his bros, talking. They're down by five. It's third and nine. Genius. Yeah, free Doritos and he'll get out of work for at least a week. Okay, so the two so dudes are two dudes in on know, it. Yeah, and that dude is there with the woman. So I see. So the dudes are in on it. The woman is not, which that's kind of sad right there, right? Just let her be. I mean, that sounds like about about what I would expect from Doritos. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting so excited in the casket over the game that he dumps it over and he comes spilling out with, down with, a bunch of stairs. Piles of Doritos falling after him. And now his brosif with the mosif stands up and says this. It's a miracle! Uh, Snack Strong, did it say at the end there? That was from Super Bowl 44. I mean, this is also the product that had a baby shoot out of the womb to get a Dorito. Right. Uh, It had a dog being... Intent, intended to be tortured by having somebody stand behind a glass door while a dog ran at the door with trying to get a Dorito. I mean, Doritos is always, you know, trying to find, trying to push the limit on stuff. I found one other uh, that uses death to sell something that is not death-related, and this was a, a commercial for Volvo. It's called the ABC of Death, but what I learned is I watched this and I was like, did this ever actually air? This was uh, actually created on spec by a couple of uh, filmmakers, Dorian and Daniel. And apparently they made another commercial on spec for Johnny Walker that kind of went viral. That one is also death related, by the way. It's like a 90 second spot where a two guys are walking through the woods kind of sharing memories and they're brothers. But the guy's holding something and they keep they keep doing a close-up on the thing he's holding, and at the end you realize, oh, it was an urn, and he was kind of remembering his brother as he takes this final walk to spill the ashes, and oh, apparently wow. that one went really viral. I don't want to play it here because it's really long, and I told you everything you need to know about it, and also because I was watching death commercials, I kind of knew what the payoff was going to be, but this one for Volvo is uh, much more comedic, but does seem kind of like high production standards, we see a bunch of people dying in kind of bizarre ways. We just see a woman get hit by a bus. There's a guy feeding birds and then all the birds attack him. A woman uh, is dusting and her whole etagere uh, falls on top of her. This one is really dark. We just see three people, uh, two men's legs and one women's legs uh, hanging from rafters, apparently, in an attic. That's awful. He is for Eric, who's digging to be. F is for Freddy, whose heart stopped to be. Now, Freddy is driving this car. He's an older man, and then he has a heart attack while he's driving his car. And he's about to come upon a guy who's crossing the street, walking his dogs. And we assume that this guy is going to crash the car into this dog walker. F is for Freddy, whose heart stopped to beat. She is for Gary, who's crossing the street. But instead of running him over... The car automatically stops because it's driver assisted. V is for Volvo, who knows how to cheat. And then it says Volvo autonomous driving. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I get like only only in a spec ad could you go that far, yeah. right? Like no one would pay for an ad that. Uh, sort of taboo busting. I think you could do it all except for the hanging. The hanging ones are very grim. And I, like, 
I would not want to see that if I were the if I had a loved one who had died that way, yeah. which people do. Yeah. Um, now we're on to some unintentionally funny commercials I, that you found from unintentionally. I, assume, I think is maybe not yeah. quite right. I mean, these are intended to be a little goofy, um, lighthearted, maybe not like uproarious. But this to me feels like it came directly from the offices of the Detroiters. Yes. Um, it feel it's uh, it's for a funeral home in the Bay Area. It's called Golden Gate. It's called Gate. Golden Gate, but I looked it up. It's not it's not oh, really gold. It's not that Golden Gate, I don't think. Oh, the other Golden Gate. People get those confused all the time. <laughs> Um, That's so funny. You're like, you're somewhere in like Cleveland and you have a, a golden. Oh, it's in Dallas, Texas. Dallas. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I looked it up earlier and then I, I couldn't remember. Uh, so it is, you know, fairly large metro area, but this is a very local commercial. Um, and it is. I forget how it starts. Sorry. I believe we see a guy who has recently passed away and he realizes that he's dead and he's like, whoa, and he's like in a nice suit and he's walking around, the, the screen is kind of hazy and he's, first of all, really impressed by the hearses oh, that that's he sees. Right. And I don't know what he did in his he's living life. He's observing his own funeral. Yes, and he's really impressed with these this new line of hearses that this that this funeral home has, which makes me wonder, did he work for a funeral home? How does he know the model of hearse? I don't know. What did you do for a living? Anyway, here we go. Where am I? You've passed away, my son. This is your funeral. Wow, the new 300. These cars are beautiful. Let it resound loud. Now he's at the service. He sees his own body laid out. I've never looked this good before. How can my family afford all of this? They made the smart choice. They chose Golden Gate Funeral Home. <laughs> and then it just ends very abruptly there. Yeah, somebody recorded we're that. Missing the off, last of, off of local television. Seconds there. I love that because it is like watching the Detroiters. Yeah. That's exactly what they would do. That's how they would that's how they would do it. Boots and jeans and boots and jeans. <laughs> is that the one from the cheap mall commercial? Boots, it's boots and pants. Boots and pants and boots and pants. And then there's another one for Golden Gate Funeral Home that, as you say in the notes, is even wilder. Yeah, and unfortunately there's no uh dialogue in this one, so we'll just have to kind of narrate it for you. But it's almost just like a music video uh with a lot of like star wipes showing I think I assume like actual services that they provide, mm -hmm. like their pallbearers and the funerals and the graveside services and all of the like razzle dazzle. It's very razzle dazzly. But they also start by saying our founder, and they do a shot of a guy who looks like. Um, is it who's the who's the action star who aged the worst? The guy is it. <laughs> oh, um, God. Is it Jean-Claude Van Damme? I mean, is probably, he the guy who blew up, kind he's a, he's of? A case, there's a case to be made for that. But they show the founder of this funeral home, who's a guy who's like, I don't know, in his 70s. He's got a cane. He's dressed up. He's got a mustache. But then he's like, he's like balding significantly, but he's got long hair in the back. He looks kind of like a crypt keeper, sort of, in who's dressed up in I a mean, Sunday best. Fittingly. Yeah. I, I'm doing a terrible job of describing him. I don't him. remember we, this part of the ad. Here. Can we just pause for yeah. a second? The the opening shot of this thing is John E. Beckwith, Golden Gate Funeral Home, A, crematory. A is in quotes for some reason. The letter A is in quotes, and I cannot Does that mean like that it's out. a grade A crematory? I wondered if that was something like that. Or, or, just, or just scare quotes for no reason. Is it like... Uh, funeral home and crematory, but they're doing something with the A. I don't get it. It's baffling. Oh, God, you're that, right. That's the shot of the founder, which with this music, it is so weird. It's like a slow motion shot of him kind of waving hello to somebody. I can't tell who he looks like. He looks like a he looks like an aging mobster in a really cheap ass movie, right? Sort of. I mean, he's African American. Yeah. Um, and he's but but like some sort of a gangster kind a of like head of a family yeah. of some sort. Yeah, right. He's wearing, he is wearing a tuxedo with a gold uh, bow tie. Right. And that hair is just something like the hair just the whatever hair he has on the top of his head pulled back super tight. Right. And then ending with like a ducktail of uh, long hair and back. 
John Beckwith Jr., CEO. Now we see all these shots, as you say, from various services. Like, real VHS cheap production here. Yeah, but just, like, very formal. Like, all of the... They're really pushing the idea that their um, their funerals are sort of, like... Performative a little very bit? Very performative. Like, they have a horse-drawn uh, carriage for the actual hearse with the actual, you know, with the glass uh, sides and everything. Like, very old-school... And I should say, if we haven't, if it isn't clear, this is primarily aimed at African American and African American audience. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like all of their clientele that they showcase are African American. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there may be some cultural markers that, like, I'm not super familiar with. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know, it's but he's going to get traction alopecia though if he keeps his hair that tight. What is that? So if you know how like. If you like, especially for women, will often like if they pull their hair back all uh-huh. the time, like really tight, it can cause you to get what's called traction alopecia, which is essentially you, you, your own, you pull out your own hair and it doesn't grow back. Oh no! Like in like the boss and uh, Better Off Ted. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm worried about her hair. Why can't I think of that actress's name? Uh, Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi. Um, okay, uh, now we, we have one. This is from uh, January of 2012, if I'm giving you the month and year of commercials, for a San Diego funeral home. Preferred cremation and burial. So, do you want me to set this one up, or would you like to? Yeah, I, you, I feel like I'm doing all the talking, and you found all these No, no, you, you can set it up. Okay, um, so we see um, kind of a classic... I would say wake situation. You got a guy. He's uh, in a coffin, open coffin. People are uh, showing their respects. A woman is crying in front of the coffin. I believe she starts to have a conversation with a friend or loved one. It's okay, dear. He's at peace right now. I know. But the funeral is going to cost $10,000. $10,000? When she says $10,000, suddenly the corpse's eyes just blink wide open and he says, $10,000? Get me out of here. Get me to preferred. Now that we have your attention, don't be taken (laughs) advantage of by others. See, so it goes from love- him talking directly into the camera like a madman corpse. Right. Says, get me to preferred. And then we cut to a very tranquil scene of just some guy standing in front of his awards talking about why preferred is better the thing that gets me on this is it is so clearly overdubbed they did like overdub tracking on this because clearly it was probably like filmed on a cheap vhs thing and then they went back into the studio and had him redo his lines yeah. you don't see a lot of in cheap ass commercials i True. will say there's it must have been just uh, absolutely unusable it must have just sounded like whatever the air conditioning <laughs> meant right. was right now that we have your attention don't be taken advantage of by others. God, See it's not a very good matchup. So bad. And he's popping his peas, but there's no mic there. <laughs> like, that's definitely from more of a bit of an audiophile perspective, I'll admit. But I love that, like, n- now that we have your attention. I, love, I know, I love the hard. Now we have your attention and we have to win you over. <laughs> I love the hard turn. It's like they go with, like, slapstick comedy about funeral costs. And then it's like. Okay, but now we're we're gonna be serious, right? That is now that we have your attention, uh, free beer. Right? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> just but now kidding. that I have your attention, but will you let, come let's to talk this? about the costs of crematory. Exactly. Um, I don't really remember why you threw these in here. These are called peace of mind. Um, uh, yeah, this is just yeah. about like do get it like get a funeral plot, and there's nothing really. We could probably even skip this one if you wanted to. It's just that. You have all these scenes of people like a man and a woman riding bikes and there will the the screen will say he's got it but she oh, doesn't. That's right. This and one's so, really weird. So you're sort of building up like got what? And so then You think it's like a herpes commercial? Yeah, it could be it could be herpes. Except they show I think children which I, hey, I don't kids are I I mean, I guess. Explain kids today. <laughs> yeah, these kids today with their herpes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do we need to play this? So two people riding a bike, she's got it. He doesn't. Two couples meeting. Him, yes. Her, doubt it. Which is weird. And big then like family. a whole big family. They have it. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, and then this one I thought was interesting. It's two women in white walking through, walking arm in arm along through a through the surf on a beautiful beach. And I'm 
guessing that they they appear to be a couple. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I, they, is I, there an age difference there? For some reason, I thought it was more of a maybe it could mother be daughter mother thing. daughter. But because they're both wearing white, my first and the way they're looking at each other felt romantic. You know what I thought immediately was Summer's Eve. This this shot gives me some real Summer's Eve. Well, that's vibes. Two women in white dresses talking as they walk down the beach. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like in a more in a modern context, that signals wedding. Yeah. Um, but it, which would be very progressive for this kind yeah. of product. And it says they're talking about it. And like, wouldn't you talk you about it more with it. your spouse than your yeah. mother? Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is also very bizarre. This is for Sacramento Memori- Memorial Lawn. The last shot, which is in soft focus, <laughs> is an adult man throwing a ball around with a child. A like little, a giant a little inflatable boy. ball. But the ball is a giant inflatable globe Yeah, that's about the size of like... I don't know, like, what would you even... Maybe four times the size of a beach ball. Yeah, it's huge. What were they thinking? It's like, that's got to be stock footage, right? Throw this inflatable globe around. Don't you think that's stock, maybe? Well, why would you buy that stock footage? I don't know. It's the weirdest choice. Maybe it was on sale. I guess. They're throwing the ball around about it. Um, And then you threw in, uh, you know what? I think we should do this. I was going to skip this one, but... I think we got to talk about Lee Day Learn. You want to talk about the, well, definitely that one, but I was, do you want to talk about this one that you found a couple of, <laughs> whenever we're prepping for the show, we've never talked about this before, um, but I, I've noticed it in my own, uh, like kind of hunting around for commercials when we're prepping, you almost always come across some cheap ass, um, like parody that somebody just made at home, often their high school kids yes. completing like a school project in their AV Which class. Which I think you and I, I didn't do a ton of this, but I, I had... I was never the friend who was like, let's make a movie. Yeah, but I, I had the friend who was the let's make a movie friend. Uh-huh. And yeah, making like fake commercials for stuff or fake horror movies was always yeah. like, oh, we got a video project. Let's do that. Yeah. It, often, like I remember making a video, um, like uh, we made a movie version of a book we read in like fifth grade. It had something to do with the Necronomicon. That might have even been the name of the book. Although that's like... The Necronomicon is like a famous thing, right? That appears in a lot of old school horror tales, like a book of death or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what it literally means. I don't, I mean, I feel like it's like, isn't it like the Evil Dead? I think it comes back in the Evil Dead. Yeah, but I don't know if they invented that concept. My guess is that it goes back to, who wrote about Cthulhu? Um, Who's the original, like, kind of... Oh, Lovecraft? Lovecraft. I have a feeling it's a Lovecraft thing. Sounds Thank lo- you so much for getting to sound, Lovecraft. That was going to crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so we often come across these commercials that are just like high schoolers doing their little projects. And maybe there's a show there. Maybe we should just start collecting these yeah. as we come across them. Because usually I, you know, I'm like, oh, and I'm looking for a commercial. If you, about, are, yeah. if you are a listener who has access to your oh, yeah. uh, to your old ones, send them our way. Wow, that would be I'd fantastic. I'd love to collect a few. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I like this show idea. So anyway, in this one, which, by the way, is a 90-minute file, the commercial starts 40 seconds into it. You just have to, like, watch a lot of black, <laughs> just black screen until you get there. And this is a commercial for coffins. We see uh, a young woman walking down a hallway. It's clearly filmed in somebody's house. And then all of a sudden, she sees a really cheap-ass coffin in the hallway. Made of cardboard. Made of cardboard. And then the spokesman... A young man pops out of it. We might have to translate some of this because he talks. He's so fast. You think I talk fast? <laughs> this kid talks real fast. You're going to die. It could be today, tomorrow, next week, or even 10 years from now. But we have a nice place to store your body when disaster strikes. Shark attack, rock fall, avalanche, hailstorm, anything could happen. But you'll be prepared when you purchase a funeral surprise coffin because one purchase can cover millions of possibilities. A funeral surprise coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know this kid. This I know is this the kid, kid who I, who like lives for AV stuff. He's I, a nerd, but he's really cool in his set. He's like, cool in his set. He's he's the kid with the ideas. Yep. He makes the other kids laugh. He's a little ADD. Yep. Uh, but I I know this kid. I know this kid, and I love this. I kid. I love this kid. 
Our new coffins come in colors such as dirt brown, graystone gray, blood red, and even more blood. Feudal Surprise makes coffin buying a joyous experience with things such as free shipping, monogramming, and even storage. We even offer tempers. Then this is interesting. <laughs> you can tell this is a shot on the AV club area. Yep. Oops, sorry, I just rang my bell. Because you can see that like whatever news program they shoot, uh, the news whatever desk. Whatever their high school news desk yes, is. Yes, you can kind yeah. of see it in the corner of this frame. But they just shoot to this shot of one, two, three, four, five high school students just laying on the ground. It's unclear to me if this was shot for this commercial or if this was some footage from some other goof they were doing at some point. Yeah. But a bunch of students just laid down on the ground. It is actually kind of grisly in the context <laughs> of this commercial, seeing a bunch of high school kids well, laying you know, on the ground. You don't want to unpack too much, like yeah. seeing a bunch of dead high school. Exactly, sure. exactly. We even offer 10% off words of three or more. Please call 1-800-I-AM-DEAD. Call 1-800-I-AM-DEAD, promo code MORG. Please call 1-800-I-AM-DEAD and use the special code MORG for a discount. By the way, promo codes, not something that I would have put into a commercial when I was a teen because we didn't have those. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm glad we ended up playing that. I also like this idea of collecting those things. Yeah, it's a great idea. So have we never played Leave Me Alone on this before? Somebody showed this to me. I I've certainly it... seen it before. Okay. I don't recall us playing it on this show, though. Okay, you explain it. Um, this is an SNL parody ad, which, of course, uh, most of us are familiar with uh, their their Concept body of thereof. work. Yeah. Um, and the, the joke is that women, when they are out traveling alone or just at a bar alone, uh, get sort of constantly harassed by nice guys trying to trying to talk to them no matter how much they put their earphones in or walk mm-hmm. fast or, you know, don't make eye contact. It's kind Bury of... Bury your face in a book. Exactly. And so, I mean, this is a, you know, a, a debate and, a, and a, a conversation that we've been having in a lot of ways, I think, in recent months and years. Uh, so this takes it to the next logical step, which is it gives you a fake urn to make the mm-hmm. dude think that you're... Uh, spreading the ashes of a loved one to get him to back off. It is called Leave Me Alone. And I believe the first example we see is a woman hiking by herself. Traveling solo? It's my favorite. I love exploring with no one to please but myself. But when you're a woman, there's one very real danger. Unwanted small talk. This view, right? Reminds me of the episode of Twin Peaks where the girl gets murdered. That is such a good line because there isn't an episode of Twin Peaks. I don't think where the girl gets murdered it starts off with the murder of a girl and it's just like it's just a both banal but also like upsetting thing to hear from exactly right yes are you seeing anyone and having headphones in isn't always enough to keep men i don't know from talking to now we see this is Kate McKinnon, right? Yeah. Um, and she's like doing, she's meditating. It looks like, and she's got her earbuds in. But um, what's this actor's name? I can never remember his name. Uh, Keenan. Uh, Williams. Uh, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson comes in and starts bugging her while she's wearing her headphones and, and clearly trying to shut out the world. And having headphones in isn't always enough to keep men I don't know from talking to me. Oh, um, that's you. Oh, you heard of Buddha? That's why wherever I go, I always pack this. Introducing Leave Me Alone. Leave Me Alone is a portable urn for women travelers to make men think you're about to scatter your dad or grandpa's ashes in a meaningful place so they back the hell up off. This was his favorite spot. It's what he would have wanted. Oh, oh, I, okay, so I didn't realize I'm gonna let you because I didn't, I didn't know that, sorry. Confrontation avoided. Thanks, Leave Me Alone. Do you love this mostly because it's called Leave Me Alone? I think that is one of my favorite things about this. Is it's the a great, name. it's a fantastic parody all around. And I mean, the the way that it is, um, it, it's taking the tone of like um, some sort of like a feminine hygiene product almost. like a or, a or a medicine commercial. There's a bit of a medicine commercial vibe to it. The music is very much like a pharma commercial. Mm-hmm. But, the, but it's very specific to women's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm thinking particularly of like, like, you know, feminine hygiene product tampons or something where it's like, you want to live your life. Yeah. You know, you want to yeah. get out there. Like yeah. you don't want to be held back by like this, this thing or that thing. And so, even though this has nothing to do with that 
particular set of needs it's speaking to women in this very gendered way that mm -hmm. i think is very recognizable and so universal to kind of the woman's experience or the female experience yet this would never see the light of day if you just had a writer's room full of men you know what i mean like when we talk about inclusion and stuff like that and i think snl kind of dragged into the modern age kicking and screaming a little bit when it comes to some of these issues of inclusion but like there are so much so many things like that. this commercial kind of makes me angry in some ways and maybe it's kind of supposed to as well i think yeah it is, it is supposed to i mean yeah the dudes are really infuriating yeah and yet i think that like this is the type of thing that we just never saw parodied before because the dudes were the ones who were writing all yeah the it never things. occurred to them yeah. that like an experience like this would be a problem this particular um uh issue I think galls me too because I'm just generally speaking the type of person who really goes out of my way I think not to make people feel uncomfortable and also obviously I'm not a woman I don't have to deal with this kind of shit but I also just like my personal space a lot right. and then I think stuff like this that you know when I when I kind of realize and I don't think I did realize until more Are you about to hashtag modern, not all men me? No I'm about to say that I don't think that I mean, I think I've always been a pretty conscientious guy, but I don't think that until like the last five years when so many issues like this have, you know, come up. And this is clearly not even the biggest issue that women have to deal with dealing with men all the time. It just hasn't been something I thought about a lot. Right. And I remember I was at Teddy's like a year ago, the bar down the street, and I was like reading a book, a physical book there. And there happened to be another uh, person, a, a woman reading a physical book. I'm going to say five chairs down at the corner of the bar. And I'm just minding my own business. And then I, I watch some guy, some older guy. This is a younger woman. Some older guy kind of like saunter up to this woman. And I don't even think he was necessarily hitting on her. I don't think that he was expecting to get a number or yeah. a date or anything. He just felt like he just comes up. Just in, hey, he just felt entitled to her time. Hey, what are you, what are you reading? And yeah. I remember him specifically saying, I just get I such a kick out of seeing people reading actual books yeah. these days. And I'm like, uh, buddy, you got a, a, a fat, balding, middle-aged guy reading a book right over here. I noticed that you're not in my grill yeah. about it oh i've never opened a book in a bar without having some dude yeah. mention it to me anyway sorry i was a little bit inarticulate there but i do think and that, i'm not some and, I, and again yeah. i don't think they were like hitting on me per se yeah it's just an entitlement right yeah and it it it, it, it bugs me and anyway so i do kind of like that Saturday night live um has more women I, I just feel like whatever era this came out in because i feel like that that commercial came out in probably like two years ago or Probably something about like that. that. Yeah. I just felt like they had a lot of women in the in the writer's room and you saw a lot more kind of comedy coming from that perspective, which I personally like. Um, all right. Should we move on and hear from the ad council? Yeah. What's the music I play for them? I think it's this one. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Got something from Facebook here that you put in here, a follow-up to the, the Walgreens sunscreen ad we were talking about. That's right. We talked about the ad for Walgreens that uh, had people look at themselves under some kind of crazy light that showed all the sun damage to their face. So we talked about whether it made us feel good or bad or whether it was effective. Listener Lori wrote on Facebook, that Walgreens ad really does get into your head. One of the last times I went to Target, I made myself get some new sunscreen because I was feeling uh, convinced that I really needed to take my daily sun exposure more seriously. Um, that being said, I bought the sunscreen at Target. So while it's a very effective ad for sunscreen, it may not be so effective for Walgreens. That's really interesting, yeah. I think. I think it is true. And I think there probably is some collateral sunscreen buying happening mm -hmm. because of that ad. But... I bet that it's still an effective one for Walgreens. Mm -hmm. I bet if you're in Wal if you are a Walgreens shopper, it's opening up a new category of products that people are doing more buying of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but the sunscreen people are generally psyched though just to have this out there. Sure, but you know, it also doesn't it's not like, oh, banana boat benefits specifically or copper mm -hmm. tone specifically. It's just sort of like, you know, sunscreen. You know, I I always got sunscreen confused with the fact that, like, I used to call it suntan lotion, but that's, like, the opposite, right? Like, growing up, we had something called suntan lotion that would actually, <laughs> well, didn't our it, like, attract more of the sun or something? Well, trying to give you more of a tan? I, I think my mom listens. I think my, my mom was a big tanner. Uh, in her day, and I think she just used to put baby oil on, which definitely does not wow. block the sun rays. No. When I was a kid, I remember my, like people would wear like 
before SPF. I mean, it was basically like... What is it now? I mean, I wouldn't put on anything... I mean, I don't leave the house without 15, and even that's probably Uh like pretty inadequate. Every day? Sure. You wear sunscreen every day? Well, it's in my makeup. I wouldn't buy makeup. I I wouldn't even buy makeup that didn't have 15 SPF. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've been wearing sunscreen on my face or an SPF on my face for 20 years. I Um, do it when I'm on vacation. Yeah, well, you should wear it every day. Um, and I'm more and more thinking about like, you know, I'd like to, I'd rather have a sunscreen. I'd rather have makeup with 30 SPF. I should really be using it on my arms and, and you know, neck. Um, hmm. So I'm, I'm much more, yeah, I mean, 40 years ago, there was so little awareness and people did tan way more. And I think there were like oils that would like keep you moisturized so that you could yeah. keep more, getting more sun. You yeah. Yeah. Um, do you remember the commercial we talked about last week? We got a note from Nate um, who said, by the way, I remembered I was in a commercial once and it was for um, not the Puyallup Fair, which is the big um, Washington State Fair here in a town called Puyallup, but the fairgrounds also have something called a spring fair. And he's like, hey, I just want to let you know that I my aunt was in a commercial and I was in this commercial. And the commercial is a bunch of people just dressed up like furries. You know, there's like a... I think... I mean, what do we just say furries now or no? Like, I think that they're very, not furries. Yeah. They are wearing animal costumes. Okay. But they're like Only furry Only you, right. a furry... You're, you're, I'm not like, a furry. To though. like a hammer, everything's a nail. I've never, I've never worn an, a, any kind of a mask. That's not required. It's what you're attracted to. I am not attracted to people dressed up in but animal the, costumes. I mean, the more you say it, the less convincing it sounds. I'm just trying to be really straight about that here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's straight. Joke... Straight gaze doesn't matter. You can be a furry. How did this joke start? Was it? <laughs> it was, was your it obsession t- <laughs> with mascots at baseball games? Was it time? I think it was, was the, the time, time you gave a weird massage to a, a, a mascot at a baseball. Do you remember game. that mascot's name? Fungo. Fungo. Yes, that's where uh, I learned what a fungo is. For the uh, wherever fun goes, fungo goes. That was his. <laughs> that right. was the tagline in the press release. This was for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Originally, the New Hampshire primaries but then they changed it after a public outcry and i still think it was the worst decision in the world to change a cool name like the new hampshire primaries to the new hampshire fisher cats which isn't even a thing anyway listener nate said he was in this commercial but everybody's wearing costumes we didn't know which one he is he wrote back to say he's the pig in this commercial now i want to rewatch it with you Vives. it's completely visual this does nothing for the listeners at all but now that i know our buddy nate is the pig i sort of feel like the pig is the star of the show tell me if i've got any um credence there you got a cow a sheep a chicken, a rabbit. So right now, it's a bunch of... And I think of a duck. So now and we get the uh, we get a shot of Nate in the pig costume. He gets to do this big shot of him, like, chest bumping a, I guess, chicken? I think a chick, a yeah. A chick, yeah. Oh, no, maybe a duck. Now a close-up of uh, the pig laying on the ground, a shot above him with flowers around him. The pigs start running and the hummingbird sings. Even Santa knows. It's spring fair in Come celebrate spring. Nate's got some dance moves there. Uh, at the end, he's kind of jigging it up. Still wins the award for most superfluous Santa. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, you have two links to some Popsicle commercials in here with uh, no context. Oh God, I think What's you're going to love these? these. Thank you, listener DDH, who yeah. posted uh, one of these to the Facebook group, and then I got obsessed, and I it, it, it was took all of my self-control not to put them all in here. I limited myself to two. Um, this is for Man of Popsicle, which is like a superhero who gives people, gives children popsicles from Popsicle brand Popsicle. Um, am I saying Popsicle a lot? Uh, Do I say Popsicle funny? <laughs> um, so these kids, this is such a funny concept. These little kids who are dressed sort of like in lederhosen and like dirndls or sort of Heidi-esque clothing mm-hmm. for reasons unknown, shout... Oh no, it's the unfun monkeys and the unfun monkeys fly in on and they're just like cheaply digitally inserted. It has a kind of a Wizard of Oz vibe. Well, it, they're monkeys on flying carpets versus monkeys with wings, but yes, uh-huh. it definitely evokes a little bit of the flying monkeys. Um, which I guess those I was sort of like, why would you ever think monkeys were unfun? But yeah. the flying monkeys were pretty unfun mm-hmm. monkeys if you're if you're being honest about it. So these little kids, they're like in a 
a pastoral scene. Then they unfun monkeys, uh, threaten, uh, and then popsicle man of popsicle to the rescue. Why not popsicle man? Who knows? It's man of popsicle. Yes. Look out! It's the monkeys of unfunness on their flank carpets of no laughter. They will ruin our good times. Who will help us? I will help you. I would like to point out, and I'll bring. Um, Pointing out now for something I'll bring up later, he flies into the scene. So we know that Man of Popsicle can fly. Sort of. I mean, he more drops into the scene. That is true, but he seems to float down. I mean, I guess you're making the argument he could be jumping off of something high, but right. it, would, it would seem that he's not just letting gravity do the work. It seems like he kind of floats in. I will help you! Yay! It's Man of Popsicle! Here, kids, try these. Use the tasty flavors of Popsicle Scribblers to draw a banana of Big Thumb to lure the monkeys away. Can you explain? Because I I understood one out of every three words he just said. He says, use these Popsicles, which have like a pointy tip um, and are brightly colored, to draw a banana of fun to lure the monkeys away. So they use lasers coming out of the tip of the Popsicle to draw a crude banana shape in the sky, which the un- monkeys of unfunness then chase i guess to go destroy it or eat it but they don't like fun it's a banana of fun but it's a lot of mixed yeah, messages i guess but they still eat bananas i mean that is the one thing we always talk about how divided the uh, monkey community is but that is one thing that fun monkeys and unfun monkeys have in common yeah. is they all do like bananas and that's we have to focus on those things sometimes. Right. You know, right? like it's the things that we share. Right. That more than the things that divide us. Yeah. Use the tasty flavors of Popsicle Scribblers to draw a banana of Big Thumb to lure the monkeys away. Thanks, Banana Popsicle. Don't thank me. It was you and Scribblers. If it's Popsicle, Scrib- it's Popsicle. Scribblers are the whatever the flavor of popsicle that they're they're popsicles that are shaped like crayons oh that's why yeah yeah yeah. and that's That's why why they they drew drew a banana yep yep they're they're specifically shaped like the monkeys of unfunness yes i love the um clunky the intentional clunkiness of the writing like any 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 idiot could write that more uh gracefully yeah it takes a special genius to write it so uh ineptly yes. I feel like like it's very intentional I had never I love popsicles and I like in commercials and so I, I thought it was odd that these had never like crossed my radar so I looked them up I have a little bit of background unless you already no, know I don't know any of this I just uh, saw DDH's post about so it so I found a press release from when these came out so it looks like these were launched in May of 2005 so they're kind of old now um, I mean, I cannot pronounce this name. Director Thor Frudenthal of Reactor Films teamed up with Steel, which I assume is a production company, S-T-E-E-L-E, to produce an effects-driven package of spots for Popsicle, an, uh, an homage to the kitschy, low-budget special effects of the 1950s Hong Kong cinema and 1960s television. The collaboration makes Popsicles not only tasty, but heroic. Um, let's see here. It says the goal was to make the spots look more primitive in terms of technology, challenging us to use modern digital tools to suggest archaic optical composites. Talk about uh, writing that I cannot read. Um, 40 years ago, this would have been considered cutting edge. Yeah. Now it just looks like a hilarious throwback. Um, the director Freudenthal says, I was very inspired by the old Godzilla and Mothra movies and really wanted to use some yeah, of their I get stylistics that. from camera work to their muted color palette. And they all have kind of um, the plot of the ones that I've seen are like, oh no, so-and-so's attacking. Help us, man of Popsicle. Uh-huh. It says, uh, we used indoor sets to pose as the outdoors. We talked yeah, a lot about obvious. how to light a sky drop to make it look fake. Oh, he cool. says, to, to be this hokey actually takes a lot of preparation. I love that. That's pretty interesting, That's isn't fantastic. it? That's fantastic, yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you looked up this background. Um, shot in Toronto. Anyway, and they go into the details of all of these things. And you have one more you want to play here, too, right? Yeah, Twister. this is Twisters of Turmoil. Okay, so in this one, you have two kids. They're, I think, already eating their popsicles. Maybe not. Um, And then they see a tornado that is threatening them, but the tornado has a man's face. But the man's face is, like, really, it just looks, I think it's just a man with a beard. (laughs) He looks like he's just, like, an English teacher or something. 
They're like in an old west oh, sort of, yeah. uh, scene, and they're flying a kite. They're flying a kite. They have no popsicles Or like a desert, at this maybe. Point. Yeah. Now, instead of flying in, Man of Popsicle comes riding in on a horse. A real horse. A real horse. And that's where I was just kind of like, we know, I mean, it's canon that Man of Popsicle can fly, in my opinion, yet sometimes he decides All to I take All I can tell you is that Man of Popsicle can drop. <laughs> okay. He can, but drop, but also defy gravity to a degree, right? Because he wasn't drop, like that was a slow drop. When he came from the sky before, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what what was at play. Is this what's going to lead to our breakup? I don't know all the physical forces that were uh, at work there. What if Man of Popsicle just finally does this relationship in? <laughs> I am here. Yeehaw, Man of Popsicle. Dear Buckaroos, use the mixed up flavors of tubular twists to lobster that twister into submission. So they're eating some sort of weird, um, twisty popsicles that instead of shooting lasers, they shoot imaginary ropes that kind of lasso. Lariats, yeah. Yeah, lasso the twister into shape. I don't think that's how wind works, but... Thanks, man of popsicles! You heard nothing! You did it with tubular twists! If it's popsicle, it's possible! So also, very, I love that slogan. If it's yeah, popsicle, that, it's possible. Yeah, that is a good slogan. Very, um, very Skittles weirdness there, right? You know, it is very Skittles weirdness, but it's not. It doesn't feel like a ripoff of Skittles to me in the way that, like, mm. some some like certain gum ads and some soda ads have felt like Skittle like ripoffs to me. Um, this feels like it's really its own brand of weirdness. And I think like what you read about the background where they went for this Godzilla type. Mm-hmm. Low pro, intentionally low pro looking effect is is original and and exciting. Mm-hmm. Hey, I would like to make an executive decision here. If you're cool with it, um, we're almost to an hour and ten minutes. So instead of getting into this Danny Trejo commercial now, let's hang on to it. Let's hang. I don't. I think I'm making up words. <laughs> let's hang, hang on to it, on to it uh, uh, for next week. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, let's get out of here. Right. You can sell anything. Just a reminder that we are doing our first ever and maybe only live presentation of After These Messages, along with our friends at Northwest Nerd. This Saturday, this is really happening. The uh, date would be Friday the 29th. No, I'm sorry, Saturday the 29th. It just occurred to me, I think I might have given the wrong date on TBTL today. <laughs> you gave it wrong uh, the last time on this show. I had to correct you. I keep doing that. Anyway, it's this Saturday, the 29th. If you're going to Ace Comic-Con at the Whamuth Center here in Seattle, we'll be performing on the podcast stage at 5 p.m. on Saturday, the 29th. Swing by and say, hey, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm not going to lie. So if you want to skip the actual presentation, that would be probably more comforting to me. But come by afterwards around 545 and we'll say hi to you. I would love it if you were there for the presentation. So... You can also come. Okay, come for the live podcast, but only stare at Genevieve the whole time. <laughs> yes, that's right. Very, very intensely. <laughs> um, also, uh, send us your voicemails. Sing us a little song. Join, join us your Facebooks. Join us your Facebooks and sing us your voicemails. The phone number is 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. And the Facebook oh, page. Sorry, you Facebook pointed at group. me, but I didn't know what you were laughing. Uh, I figured we would go back and forth. Facebook group is After These Messages Show on Facebook, and we have an email address After These Messages Show at Gmail. Okay. Uh, we will be back next week. I mean, I guess, is there a chance that we'll actually play our live show at some point as an episode? That or is up the- to uh, you and your technical abilities. I have no ability to predict. And whether or not possible. it's a good show. Yeah. I guess, but all right. Anyway, if we can if we can capture it and it's listenable and not something that you really had to be there, we'll try to air it. Yeah, I am producing it as if it were um, something that we're going to re-air. So hopefully, it'll be good enough for that. All right, one way or another, we will talk to you guys next Tuesday if we don't see you before that.